Everlast, what's going on, y'all? How are we doing? Good to see everybody. I decided to start to switch it up. I wanted to come down here, get, you know, a little close encounter. Sorry if I spit. No. Uh, how in the world are you? How are we doing? Gosh, uh, it's seriously so good to see everybody. Uh, as you may know, we've been on a few-week break for the Christmas season, and we are now hitting the ground running 2023. Uh, y'all, we are seriously so stoked for what the Lord has in store uh, for us here at Everlast this year. Um, if you're new here, let me just say this. Thank you so much for coming. We really, really are so glad that you're here. My, uh, and if, you're, if you are new, my name is Kev. Uh, by God's grace, I get to be uh, the young adult pastor here and um, uh, at Calvary Worship Center. And Everlast, of course, is our young adult ministry. And it's our goal that we collectively, um, that we collectively together encounter Jesus, grow in Jesus, and make Jesus known. Um, and let me also just say, if you haven't met me yet personally, please come find me afterwards. I would love to meet you. And that goes uh, the same for my wife, Tina. She's our young adult uh, coordinator, as well as our Everlast leaders and volunteers. Please come meet us. We would love to meet you. Well, tonight, like you've heard and you just saw the cool bumper video, uh, we start a brand new series uh, called The Ropes. Over the next month, Everlast, we will be resourcing you and equipping you by showing you some of the ropes to our Christian faith. Honestly, the ropes of our faith, y'all, in Christ are the very ropes that the Holy Spirit reminds us of throughout our entire life here on earth. Y'all, you can study and grow in your knowledge all day, but it's the ropes of our faith that you will always go back to from the moment you are a new believer all the way to your old and gray. Um, so tonight, I am going to show you the ropes of something that I personally get so much joy from and that I absolutely love. Tonight, I'm going to show you the ropes to sharing your faith. There's many different scriptures we're going to read throughout tonight in our time together. But uh, to start us off, please go ahead and grab your Bibles, grab your iPads, your... Who brings an iPad to tonight? That's weird. I'm so sorry if you did. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> your smart devices, whatever the smart device is, whatever you read the Bible with. If you don't have a Bible, we've got them in the back corner. Take one home. It's a free gift to you. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Philemon. Philemon, yep, we're going there. Philemon chapter 1. Well, honestly, there's only one chapter. Philemon, verses 4 through 7. So go to Philemon. It's in the New Testament right before Hebrews. Philemon's, uh, Philemon uh, uh, four, verse, verses 4 through 7. So I'm going to read it out loud, all right, and then we're going to pray. Here we go. It says this. Paul, by the way, is saying this. To Philemon, he says, I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers. Because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Let's pray.
Well, Father in heaven, we just love you so much. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us. Father, I just pray. And I want to say thank you for what you're doing in this young adult ministry, God. Thank you for what you're doing in our church as a whole. <laughs> We're so grateful. God, we, I know my wife already prayed it and, and, and Wes prayed, but God, we, we commit 2023 to you. And God, we want to pray over this year what the psalmist wrote. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. I pray that as we continue in worship through your word, that you would speak to us now through your word. God, help us to grow in our understanding of what it means to share our faith. And now, Everlast, I just want to give you the chance. Right where you're at, you can close your eyes if you want. That just helps you focus. There's nothing too spiritual about that. I'm just going to give you the chance to pray this. Pray this prayer. Say, God, would you speak to me tonight? Now I'd encourage us to pray, to pray this, uh, the next prayer. Pray this for the people around you. Pray that same prayer. doesn't matter if you know them or not. I encourage you to pray this. God, would you speak to them? Speak to the people around me. Pray for them. And lastly, I would just kindly ask that you please pray for me, that God would use me tonight to make things clear and, uh, and, and helpful for you. Well, Father, we love you so much. Speak to us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been the recipient of great news? Yes, thank you. Me too. I mean, I mean honestly though, news that make, would make, makes your jaw drop, right? News that uh, puts you, in, honestly, maybe like a state of shock. Like, whoa. Uh, news that seemed too good to be true, but true news it was. Has, has that, have you ever been in that boat? Something you may, know, you may not know about me is that I love the automotive world. Always have, always will. Specifically motorcycles. I, uh, the first motorcycle I owned was a Honda Shadow 750cc. Now this was, yeah, thanks already. Now this was definitely, this was definitely what they uh, call a beginner bike. <laughs> and it wasn't, much, uh, it wasn't much of a good ride, but, you know, I had to start somewhere, right? As a matter of fact, being, uh, uh, being that it was a smaller bike, my buddies said, uh, they called it the kazoo. Uh, my, 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 my buddies had like, you know, uh, aftermarket, Vance and Hines uh, sells uh, pipes and like, there's just, Rawr! mine's like, Ring! you know, just trying so hard. They, 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 they said, they called it the kazoo. They, they said I looked like a bear on a tricycle. Uh, but, but I didn't care. I worked hard for this bike and I was proud. My, you know, so check it out. Check this out. My pop, uh, my pop, he actually owned many more motorcycles uh, in his life, uh, the lifetime th than me. Um, and at this very point um, of my life, my pop, he owned a 100th anniversary edition Harley Davidson Road King Classic, uh, whom he, hilari he hilariously named this bike Harl. <laughs> very original. Uh, uh, move forward a couple years, and y'all, I put plenty of miles on this Honda Shadow, and I was, re I, I was ready for something bigger. 
so I sold the Honda and I was, you know, looking to, for something else. I remember like it was yesterday, my pop and I, we were attending a wedding of, of a dear uh, family friend of ours. And we were in the reception, we were at the reception, you know, holding our drinks, just kind of shooting the breeze, hanging out. And I remember like it was yesterday, sitting there hanging with my pop, we're talking, standing, just standing around. He leaned in, he said, you know, Kev? I said, yeah, pop, what's up? He said, I've been thinking. Harl, he's yours. Pulled out the keys, handed me the keys, and I'm. <laughs> what? What? Like, like, so the, the, that was great news. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. My, like, as they say, my jaw hit the floor. I, I now was graduating from a 750cc bike to a 1450cc bike. I couldn't believe it. Y'all, this was great news to me. Aren't you happy? For me. Okay, no. Uh, but y'all know just, y'all, listen, y'all know just as much as me that a motorcycle, while really cool, is literally going to end up in a junkyard one day. Literally. Uh, so I would honestly label this like temporary great news. Uh, you know, my mom passed away of cancer when I was a little boy. I was like seven, uh, turning eight years old, and uh, uh, she's now with the Lord. Um, and one of her favorite quotes uh, uh, was, happiness is temporary, but joy is eternal. So this begs the question, what kind of news would be less temporary? What, news, what kind of news would be less temporary? Maybe, check this out, maybe a financial debt, maybe a financial debt that has weighed on you for years was relieved by like a new job, or, or actually maybe it was suddenly paid for by someone who wanted to bless you. Great news. Maybe, maybe you were diagnosed with uh, something awful, and uh, suddenly you were, and then suddenly, you know, you've been walking with this really sucky health situation. If I just can be frank, and then suddenly you were given a clean and complete, clear bill of health. While these things, as you know, would absolutely be awesome to find out. And they're not as temporary as a motorcycle, but yet even still, in the end, they are temporary. I think you may know where I'm going with this, everlasting. Let me ask you a question tonight. Listen to me. When I, I'm about to say a word, okay? Listen, when I say this word, when I say salvation, what do you think? Like, like right now. What do you think? What do you feel? Really, just ponder on it. When I say salvation, right now, what do you think and feel? Let, let me put it a different way. When I say this, eternal life. What do you think? Like right now, what are you thinking? What emotions come up? What do you feel? All right, now hang with me. Let me put it this way. When I say Jesus died on a cross for your sins, then came back to life in order to give you salvation and eternal life. What do you think? Like right now, what do you think? What are you feeling when you hear that? I, uh, can I show you all a quick funny clip? I'm going to show you a quick clip. 
It's gonna be on the screen. Check it out. So tonight we're diving in right where we left off. Last week was awesome. Yeah. We're in Matthew 26, which begins what we all know, Jesus' betrayal and ultimately his death. Um, wait, hold on, what? Jesus dies. Jesus dies? We've been talking about this for 2,000 years now. Wait, like the Jesus, like, like this Jesus, like my favorite character, Jesus, this guy dies. How does he die? Pretty common knowledge. Well, it's not common knowledge for me. I just started season two. Season two? Is he, is he talking about the New Testament? Well, how does, he, how does he die? Who betrays him? Who would betray him? It was one of his disciples. Don't tell me it was Judas. It was Judas. 30 silver coins. Well, he comes back to life. He comes back to life? Oh my gosh. Let's not take his name in vain. This book is nuts. This is an emotional roller coaster, man. This is better than Jack Reacher. Have you ever read Jack Reacher? It's really good. It's out of life. You should check it out. It's really good. I'm ready, man. Okay, Matthew. I have an unspoken for later on as well, but that's not important. All right, Matthew 26, everyone. Um, like I said, <clears throat> Jesus is just about to die. <laughs> Y'all, uh, so good. One of our Everlast leaders, Ori, he showed me that clip last night, like literally last night, and I cracked up. Um, and honestly, though, like I was cracking up, but uh, for real, I was, I was convicted last night, January 9th, 2023. I, I was convicted. It made me, it, it honestly, watching that little funny clip literally made me want to be as stoked as that dude was. He said, what did he say? He comes back to life? Like he was freaking out, you know? I, I, thought, I thought that was so awesome. Listen, y'all, as Christians, we truly... We have the greatest news in the world. We have the greatest news in the world. The fact that Jesus came, the Son of God, fully God, fully human, came, lived a perfect life, perfect, didn't sin, died for our sins, lived that perfect life in place of our imperfect life, died, came back to life to save sinners and to offer forgiveness, salvation, and, and eternal life. Wow. Do you believe that, I'm gonna, as is rhetorical, do you believe that to be great? Or has it become monotonous and stale to you? Let me say this. If the great news of Jesus isn't great news to you, then you most likely, will, you most likely won't share the great news. Right? If this is you, Here's what you need to do. Here's my exhortation to you. If that's you, pause and pray. Listen, you want to you know a prayer that God loves to answer? <laughs> if you pray, God, would you stir my affections for Jesus? If you, if you ask God to help you to see it and to know it and to feel it and to believe it to be great news, Listen, if you're unmoved, God will move you. He, he's the God who moves. Check it out. Uh, uh, listen, a, a person, sorry, a precursor rather, a precursor to great news, being great news, is knowing the what? The bad news. What is the bad news? Sin. 
Again, something we say that's like, oh yeah, okay, sin. It's crazy. Crazy, y'all, on how stale we've become. How apathetic we've become. Honestly, can I, can I be bold? Can y'all look at me real quick? We need to repent. We need to repent of that. God's pretty serious about being lukewarm. He said he'll spit you out. I want you to feel that appropriately. This is a grace place. It's my prayer tonight that we would, and hope, man, we've been praying hard for this ministry, that we would burn hot for Jesus. It's crazy, y'all. I've sat in front of the, some of the most mature Christians. I've led worship with, with Francis Chan, with Shane and Shane and Phil Wickham. I've shared the stage with John Piper. By God's grace, I've just been a part of some really cool things. Some of the bigger platforms, some of the most mature Christians that God has breathed influence into. I've sat, I, I've sat with them. By God's grace, I've been able to pour into some of you guys, y'all, some of the brightest young adults I've ever met in my life. But y'all, guess what differentiates a zeal for the great news of Jesus or not? Every time, y'all, no matter what, no matter who, no matter what age, no matter what, the same is across the board. What differentiates a zeal for the great news of Jesus or not is a proper understanding and feeling of how deprived we are without Jesus. Y'all listen, the one who knows just how greatly they need saving is the very one who will share the great news of being saved. Amen? Y'all, speaking of the ropes to our faith, sin is one of the main ropes that we need to be completely aware of, continue to be aware of, to continue to grow in our knowledge and, uh, and, and be aware of. Listen, God in his word is very clear to us in this. It is sin that separates us from God. It is sin that weighs us down. It's sin that puts us in a funk. It's sin that makes us dirty. It's sin that, that has made for us an insurmountable debt that we can't afford to pay. But... <laughs> Interstage left, great news. Listen, it is Jesus who bridges the gap that sin separated. It's Jesus who lifts us up, that cleans us up, that invigorates us. It's Jesus who paid in full our insurmountable debt so that we can be free and saved having an actual relationship. Like, check it out. Hey, bam, relationship. Hannah's awesome. Relationship with God. So again, not in theory, but in reality, if we know how much of a sinner we are, we are all the more inclined to share the great news about our Savior saving us from the power of sin. 1 Timothy 1.15, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. I think there's a big reason, though, for not sharing our faith. I really do. Let me ask you something else. Would you, what would you say, let's just be real, I, I, let's start 2023 like that, right? Listen, what would you say is right now currently stealing your affections for Jesus? Like right now, what in your life would you say distracts you and makes 
and makes the greatest news in the world that, that Jesus came to save sinners watered down. Because the truth is, listen, you don't know that Jesus is everything that you need until you've got nothing but Jesus. Are, Everlast, are you lost right now, wandering around this world trying to find life in creation? Like, are you trying, or, or are you trying to find life in Jesus, the, the one who absolutely gives it? Luke 19, verse 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Let's put it simple. What makes you salivate more? <laughs> Something in creation or the creator himself? You know, we read a few verses out of Philemon and, uh, at the beginning of our time tonight. and Y'all, he, here was a dude that Paul admired and was inspired by. Uh, Philemon was a, a first century Christian. Um, who He also hosted a church in his home. So cool. Uh, most likely in Colossae, um, his name literally, Philemon, means in the Greek, affectionate. And from all that we know about Philemon, he lived up to his name. Paul had led Philemon to faith in Christ in, uh, in one of his visits to, um, to Asia, uh, Asia Minor and had stayed actually in Philemon's home uh, when he was, you know, in that region. The only mention of Philemon in the Bible is in the book by that name. The book of Philemon, y'all, is like I shared earlier, is a personal letter from Paul, the Apostle Paul, to Philemon in which he calls Philemon his dear friend and fellow worker. End of the day, everlasting Philemon had much love for Jesus and for the people which led him to sharing his faith in Jesus to the people. And that's what is the crux of sharing your faith, y'all. A love for Jesus and a love for people. You know, I've shared this uh, at Everlast before, but about eight years ago, I was in Lesotho, Africa uh, with my wife and experienced, y'all, a work and presence of God in ways we had never had before. It, it, it was literally life-changing. Lesotho is a country at the bottom of the, of, the, of the continent. It's literally a country surrounded by South Africa. It's a, it's a country surrounded by a country on all sides. Um, y'all, this trip was life-changing. We partnered with um, One Life which is a branch of the International Mission Board, the IMB. This particular trip, um, me and my wife, we went with two other couples, our dear friends, and also our group leader, who was another dear friend of ours. We were able to go help, support, and serve um, International Mission Board missionaries, Jim and Teresa Flora, and, and, and their entire family. By the way, uh, Jim actually passed away not too long ago, and he's now with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, but y'all, the Floras, the Flora family are... <laughs> So awesome. And um, at the time of our trip, this, this family, the Flora family, had been serving in Lesotho for many years. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and they've been serving the people of the Basotho people of Lesotho. There you Yeah, yeah. There's Jim and Teresa. Isn't that shirt awesome? Look at that. Africa is not for sissies. It's so true. Y'all, you want to talk about a dangerous couple for, for the kingdom. Whew. Don't mess with them, man. So powerful. Love Jim. That's Jim and Teresa. Lesotho, y'all, is one of the most beautiful countries me and my wife have ever seen. It's a high-altitude country, um, and it's basically one big mountain. I think i got a couple pictures. Yeah, that's me up, up top. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, but I think the lowest elevation is like 9,000 feet. Um, there's, yeah, there's me and my sweetheart. Under that hat, I had a little bit more hair, and her hair used to be blonde. Pretty cool. 
Y'all, the people of Lesotho are, the, are some of the most resilient people we've ever encountered. They are, they are so kind, so kind. They are the, they are the you know, uh, the give their shirt off their back type of folk. Love that. When it comes to spirituality in Lesotho, uh, one of the forms that is commonly known is, you know, is ancestry, witchcraft, sorcery. Uh, there was one day we traveled to a village that the locals, uh, Everlast, the, the locals called this village the Dark Village. And, uh, man, some very dark things happened in this village uh, years prior to us, um, to our arrival. Murder, rape, you name it. And uh, so, yeah, we went to this village with uh, the simple, it was simple, <laughs> the simple intent of loving these people and sharing the gospel. That is the good news that Jesus came to save sinners. Long story short, we went into this building no bigger than 150 square feet, about the size of a bedroom um that was we, this building was right near next to the dark village y'all what happened next was uh nothing short of awesome i think uh we got the one picture here here's the here's the here's the room we were in there's there's our brother jim preaching the gospel just keep it on that real quick so yeah we were uh we were in there y'all uh the, we we shared the gospel three times not once not twice but three times uh, Jim shared it also, uh, one of our dear brothers, David Gentiles, he, he shared the gospel as well via translator. And um, it was in the middle of that that um, one of the local witch doctors walked into our, our, uh, our time, walked inside this, this little old lady, walked in. And uh, it was pretty crazy. I don't know exactly, I, 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 I'll, I can easily forget the timeline, but what I, what, what, what I do remember <laughs> is when that witch doctor was in there, Y'all, uh, the wind was blowing so hard in outside the building that we had to we had to speak so loud in order for people in the building to hear us. Um, I, uh, along with one of our other brothers on the team, had to go on the doors. This rickety old door in this building had to go on the door, and with all I'm not over exaggerating to prove a point, y'all, with all my might had to put myself into this door without it coming open. It was crazy. By the third time, they shared the gospel. Um, Jim, our missionary, basically said, hey, if you don't want to receive this, get out. The only one who walked out, the witch doctor. Walked out, guess what stopped? Wind. Bible says we're not battling flesh and blood here, y'all. We have an enemy not to be feared. We only fear and revere God. God is God. The devil is not. But the devil does have power. We need to be aware of that. What proceeded after this, y'all? <laughs> I'm turning around because I'm starting to cry. Every, every person in that room got saved. Every person. And uh, just to pause on this, local, uh, I'm such an ugly car, forgive me. Uh, every, uh, uh, they call the witch doctors sogomas. They, they, they go to the sogomas, and these witch doctors would give uh, charms, healing charms. Uh, all sorts of different charms for them to pray to, bracelets, necklaces, things that they were bound by. Literally, the sogomas would, 
Uh, so by the way, real quick, real very quick brief testimony. In Lesotho, y'all, it's high, right, we're high up, so lightning struck all the time, and y'all, these people lived in fear of being struck by lightning. It was, it was a scary thing. People died from it. And so the Sagomas would give them metal charms to protect them from the lightning. Brother Jim, our missionary, literally performed a science experiment in front of the, one of the villages, just as a quick story, and showed them, hey, electricity goes through metal. And man, those people repented quick. You know, it's like those people, they were like, what? You know, so reason why I share that, listen, uh, we were sharing the gospel and saying, hey, listen, you can't go back to your ancestors. You can't go back to Sagomas. That's done. And it was crazy, the bondage, because they've been praying. This man, oh, they're okay, perfect. There we go. Those are the charms. Those are the charms. That, that, so all the people, literally, before, before yeah, so if you go back to the picture before real quick, uh, that man had a healing charm on his wrist that he prayed to for decades. You can go back to the next picture if that's cool. We shared the gospel, y'all. <laughs> Jesus redeemed, freed broke them of their bondage, and they got rid of every single one of them and trusted Jesus to be their Lord and their Savior. Um, uh, hallelujah. Yeah. Hey, can we just, so we, so we shared with them, and then can you share this next video real quick? This is what happened right after. He is the truth. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the way. He's the light and I will celebrate. So uh, just a brief video, it's obviously short, but they, uh, we were singing, and they said, can we join you? We said, yes. Do you want to know what was literally uh, the first thing, though, uh, after we celebrated and sang, the first thing that came out of their mouths after they trusted Jesus to be their Lord and Savior? All those, all those men, do you want to know what the first thing that came out of their mouths, the first thing? Right after we sang and danced and celebrated all the Lord did, uh, uh, the men began to actually talk among themselves. And then uh, one of them spoke up on behalf of all of them. We looked up at our translator, and, uh, and we were like, what, what, are they, what are they saying? And the translator looked back at us, grinning ear to ear, just smiling. And she said, they're asking on how they can share this news with their village. <laughs> to be bound by bad news for years. Then to receive great news and be freed from the bad news. Their first response after getting saved was, how can I share this? Y'all, this leads to our application for tonight. How? The next few points, we're almost done. I'll give you are some very practical tips when it comes to the ropes of how to share your faith. How to share your faith. One, write it down. Meet a need. Meet a need. It was on the same trip to Lesotho that my wife and I and our team had met a need and shared the gospel. That's it. That was it, y'all. The specific thing on this trip that we distributed in the big need of the Basutu people uh, were blankets. Now, check it out. Let me explain. The weather changes, obviously, being in this mountain country a lot. <laughs> and uh, with the terrain of the country, the weather, many different things, the people of, uh, of Lesotho wear blankets. These blankets are actually a common part of their daily clothing. Uh, the Basutu people are commonly known. You can Google it. Google the blanket people. The Basutu people pop up. 
These blankets, y'all, are were built to, to or, you know, they're built for a la, uh, to last a lifetime. Traditionally, Basutu blankets are manufactured from wool and, you know, um, and offers protection from the wind and rain and provides warmth in, in a high altitude of the mountains. These blankets aren't just for warmth, though, y'all. They're also for miscellaneous practical uses like bedding and support, etc. As a whole, the blankets are a deep, deep part of the Basutu culture. The Basutu blankets date back to pre-civilization days. Like, originally they were traditionally made from animal skins. According to their culture, a newborn um, receives their first blanket when they're born. And, you know, and then different moments throughout their lifetime. And, uh, and even eventually they'll be buried in one. I've got quite a few pictures I'm going to show you. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what they look like. It's amazing. Let's go to the next picture. Those are the blankets. So this is an actual uh, cart that literally Tina and I had to ride horses uh, to this one village to get to the village. And this cart was pulled by uh, an ox. Pretty crazy. Uh, the next picture, please. Oh, yeah, I do love that. <laughs> uh, just super stoked. We're about to distribute them to this particular village. You see their, see their homes back there. Next picture, please. Uh, yeah, there's me, Tina, distributing. Uh, right, there, right there in the, uh, in the beanie, uh, that's Pastor uh, Bakuwan. Such a cool dude. I remember him. He was so, so stoked uh, to, uh, to distribute these blankets to his people. Next, next one, please. Um, yeah, it's me, David. David's a little shorter than me, so we hopped in the truck and got the blankets out. It was great. Uh, next one, please. And, uh, yeah, there's a picture I took. Some of the dudes that just received their new blankets. And uh, I think the next picture, keep going. Yeah, there's Tina. And there's uh, right there in the stripe, that's ba Balise. She said, my name's Balise. That was her name. Tina's just ministering to this sweet little girl. And uh, the next pic. Um, I Oh, yeah, here's us distributing the blankets. This is awesome. Watch this. Look at her blankets are as, as, or as big as them. What is it? And I think this next picture, yeah, Tina's preaching in front of a bunch of kiddos. And So why me to need? Why, well, well, it's really simple. We have a generous God. John 3.16, y'all know it, right? For God to love the world that he gave. He gave. It's honestly not rocket science everlasting. Meeting a need for someone who is in need is the easiest and most simple way of not just talking the talk but walking the walk. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you, you see when you meet a need for someone, the Holy Spirit uses it to tenderize their hearts and they're all the more inclined to, to listen to the great news that you have to share. Um, the very reason Tina and I and our team in Lesotho was able to share the gospel like that picture that you saw with Tina was because the Holy Spirit opened that door by means of meeting needs of the Lesotho people. I'll put it this way. It even rhymes. Before you share, care. Write that one down. Before you share, care. Compassion, y'all, was and is literally Jesus' M.O., that's his MO. Psalm 116.5 says, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. That's the God we worshipped earlier. Amen? By the way, when it comes to sharing your faith, can I just say something real quick? The call of compassion should always come before convenience. I need to let that sit for you a little bit. The call of compassion should always come before convenience. Please, y'all. 
Do not let convenience say when or how you share the greatest news in the world. No, compassion should always be the one that's in the driver's seat. Driving your actions and your words. Colossians 3, 12 says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Jesus met many needs, (laughs) y'all. He literally fed thousands of people, and it was all driven from compassion. But Jesus doesn't just meet physical needs. He meets our spiritual and eternal needs. Hallelujah. What an example we have in Christ. Amen. I'm going to read this next few verses. John 6, 35 through 40. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and will be raised. And I will raise them up at the last day. I love how Paul David Tripp also puts it when he says that he says it like this. He says, God never intended for us to simply be the object of his love. We are also called to be the instrument of that love in the lives of others. And I can't think of a better way of being an instrument in God's hands to meet the needs of someone else in need. Amen. Number two, keep it simple. When it comes to sharing your faith, y'all keep it simple. Meeting someone's needs doesn't have to be some grand gesture. You don't have to spend a lot of money or, you know, or in order to, in order to, meet, to meet a need. Keep it simple. Um, a simple word of encouragement goes so far, y'all. Uh, helping someone and someone, giving your time, your resources to listen or, or just to, you know, those are just kind of few examples of keeping it simple. Here's something else, y'all. Three, be ready. This is huge. When it comes to sharing your faith, y'all, y'all better be ready. Are you ready to share your faith? While meeting a need and keeping it simple are both great things that God uses to help share the great news of Jesus, y'all, we can't just let it stop at that. Are there, y'all, are there times where we just care and we don't have to share? Absolutely. As the saying goes, y'all, actions speak louder than words, um, but that doesn't mean we don't ever use words. (laughs) 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Everlast, I regularly try to put words uh, to my actions. This happens in many different ways. Y'all, I pray often, um, just kind of share you just kind of how I operate. I pray often for guidance uh, for someone to talk to Jesus to. Uh, and, and for help from the Holy Spirit in what I say. Um, check this out. Luke 12, 11 through 12 says this. Do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what, you're ought to say, what you ought to say. Which leads to my next point. Be bold. Be bold. Everlast. In order to share your faith, you have to take steps of faith. Amen. Unfortunately, a lot of times, though, we let anxiety take over, which keeps our lips sealed rather than sharing the great news of Jesus. Example, if I'm out on a jog, you know, not really lately, it's icy and whatnot, right? But, you know, I, I, I may stop and say, hey, good morning to, to someone in the neighborhood. Hey, my name's Kevin. I, I, I'm, I'm going on a run, and, and uh, something I do often, and I, I just like to pray for our neighborhood and pray for neighbors. Is there anything I could pray for you for? By the way, another, another easy way and opportunity to put this into practice is to ask your server at the restaurant the same question. Usually your server brings the food and asks what when they put the food down? Is there, any, is there anything else I can do for you? 
And I'm like, I'm glad you asked, right? No. Um, it, it, it's at that point I usually say, hey, thank you so much. Everything looks so good. Actually, my wife and I are about to pray um, over our food. And listen, we, we believe that Jesus is the one true God, and, and we pray to him. We believe that he loves you and he cares for you. Is there anything that we can pray to him for you for? From this point, it's always unpredictable. <laughs> uh, but if that's the epitome of what we're facing is, the, I mean, come on, man. But ordinarily, whoever I speak with will give me something to pray for, will give us something to pray for. Now, and then it's something, at times, y'all, it's actually, it can be really significant. It can be something really big. There's been quite a few times where my wife and I have literally had the servers sit at our table crying their eyes out and sharing the struggles that they're facing. Um, the food always gets cold, but we, 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 we could care less because instead there's a heart sitting with us literally getting warmed to receive the goodness of Jesus. As the Holy Spirit leads us, leads me, sooner or later in my interaction with someone I ask, I ask uh, that I ask to pray for, I say something like this. I've said this many times. Do you want to know the best news in the world? Kind of cheesy. Makes them laugh sometimes, Right? But I'll ask them, especially if they're sharing a struggle. And depending on what they say, I ask next, may I tell it to you? 90% of the time that they say yes, I'm sorry, 90% of the time they actually do say yes. That's what I'm trying to say. And right after that, y'all, I try to put the gospel in as few words as I can. And see where they're willing to go even with those few words. In essence, it's simply listening to the Holy Spirit and being tactful with your words. Especially if it's those on the cuff, I've never met you in my life before moments, right? And again, keep it simple. Check it out. And if you don't know what to say, here's the gospel in four words. I did that. That's three. Four words. Jesus in my place. My wife shared that not too long ago. Jesus in my place. Y'all, I come away from these brief encounters thankful, and every time I'm amazed at what just happened. Yes, at times, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated because I, I feel like I could have said things better, but I'm also really happy that the Holy Spirit actually gave me something to say. Not only that, but He inclined me to say it in the first place, giving me the faith to be bold. He also caused me to love it. He awakened compassion. He overcame anxiety. He put hope in my heart. He fulfilled the promise of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will teach you in every hour what you ought to say. Check this out. Another point. Share your story. Be testimonial. What did God do for you? Your, your testimony is powerful. The book of Revelation says that we literally overcome the evil one that is the devil by the blood of the Lamb that is Christ and the word of our testimony. Something very practical. Can I share this with you guys? Very practical that you need to have is an elevator testimony. I like to call it an elevator testimony, as well as a 10-minute testimony, meaning have your testimony ready to share in 30, 30 seconds, tops. And also have something that's, you know, even in the 10-minute realm of things. Because, listen, modern studies today show that the average person can easily clock out in their mind after listening in a 10-minute one-on-one conversation. All that to say you never know where you're going to be when the Holy Spirit brings you the opportunity uh, to share what Jesus has done for you. Something to think about when sharing your story, it's three B's. I, I, I counsel these B's, I talk about these three B's and leading worship and preaching, all these different things, counseling, talking, blah, blah, blah. Three B's that I try to live by 
One of them I've already mentioned, but just for the sake of saying all three Bs, check it out. When sharing your faith, be bold, be brief, be biblical. Bold, brief, biblical. I love how Billy Graham put it. He said, our faith becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a sharing faith. A growing faith is a sharing faith. Everlast and closing. Also, I want to quote uh, another uh, pastor and author, Greg Laurie. He puts it this way. He says, if the church does not evangelize, it will fossilize. Are you fossilized right now? I asked some pretty big questions earlier. Do you feel the Holy Spirit stirring you up tonight? If so, heck yes. Praise God. Listen, when it comes to you showing the ropes to our faith, it is our hope that starting this year off, 2023, that as a young adult ministry, that we would be fully aware of the bad news of our sin. But furthermore, be reminded of the great news of Jesus to therefore go out and share the great news of our faith in Jesus. Mark 16, 15 says, He, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. May we be a young adult ministry that actually lives out this command of Christ. May we, listen y'all, with compassion meet needs, keep it simple, and be ready to boldly share the greatest news in the world. Amen? Let's pray.